through 10. He entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be a guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. When I was a little boy, um, my mother would send us to vacation Bible school. Now, I grew up in a very, 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 very small rural place, okay? And vacation Bible school is probably not what you think it was. <laughs> hey, we didn't have a sanctuary like this and dancing around and videos and stuff like that. No, we went over this lady's house. <laughs> there was this old, old lady named Mrs. Hinton. And she was a, you know, very different lady. She's very different. And, um, you know, she, she walked around the community, um, you know, and she had a lot of cats. <laughs> I mean, our house was filled with cats. And we would always tease that she had more cat food than she had any other food in her house. And that was probably true. And, but every summer, this little old strange lady had vacation Bible school. Not in her house. We didn't go in her house. It was in her backyard. And she put these chairs out in her backyard and invite the kids from the neighborhood. And she invited us, but, you know, my mother sent us. Okay, we had to go. And so we would go and sit in her backyard, and she would tell us Bible stories. She'd have these cards with these little songs that we would sing. She'd put up this stop sign, and it'd say, Stop, and let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. Stop, and let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. And she put that down, and she'd bring up the go sign and say, Go and tell the story of the Christ of Calvary. Go and tell the story of the Christ of Calvary. I remember that. I remember Mrs. Hinton. Because you never know, beloved. You never know the difference that your little faith can make in the lives of others. That little lady didn't have much. And what she had, we made fun of all the time. And yet, 
today, I stand before you as a testimony to that lady's little strange faith commitment to teach hard-headed kids the story of Jesus Christ. You never know. We learned many songs during VBS with Mrs. Hinton. Not only did we learn, stop, and let me tell you, but we also learned a little song about Zacchaeus. probably the song many of you learned. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord. He wanted to see. Story of Zacchaeus. It's one of the more popular accounts in the Bible, one of the more familiar stories and moments, memorable moments in the life and ministry of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is a favorite story of Sunday school teachers and Bible story books. But it's important to understand, beloved, that the account of Zacchaeus is more than just a Sunday school lesson. It is more, it has more to teach us than a vacation Bible school song. There's some deep, important, fundamental truths found in the testimony of Zacchaeus. Truths that belong to life. Truths that belong to salvation. Truths I learned in Mrs. Hinton's backyard. And vacation Bible school. But even more important, truths that still impact my life today. More important than they have ever been. Truths like seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. What does Zacchaeus have to teach us this morning? The first thing, beloved, is to seek the Lord. What did I learn in vacation Bible school? Very simple. Stop and seek the Lord. That's what Zacchaeus did. He sought the Lord. Verses 1 through 3. The Bible says that Jesus entered into Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on the count of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. Now, as we have been seeing in this portion of Luke, as Jesus has been making his way to Jerusalem, the crowds were beginning to become massive. 
There were large crowds following Jesus everywhere he went. And everything he did, all it did was just up the ante. And more people followed him. And Jesus was walking down the road heading to Jerusalem. He was, he was walking like a rock star, like the Beatles, coming into town like Michael Jackson or Taylor Swift. People wanted to see Jesus. They wanted to get those tickets. But those tickets weren't readily available. You couldn't easily get a ticket to see Jesus because the crowds were so heavy. They were all around him. But Zacchaeus was determined. Zacchaeus, I'm getting me a ticket. I'm going to get me a ticket because I want to see this Jesus. Jesus has come to town. Jesus is passing by, and Zacchaeus was not going to miss it. So he woke up that morning determined, determined that he was going to see Jesus. He had to be determined, beloved, because nobody was going to help him. Nobody's going to help him see Jesus. Nobody was going to help him because he was a tax collector. As a tax collector, he didn't have many friends. Nobody trusted him. He's considered a traitor, greedy, a thief, a man who made his riches the wrong way. No one was going to help him. And even though he was rich, he wasn't going to be able to buy his way to Jesus. Money wasn't going to help him. Money wasn't going to make a way. Nobody was going to help him. He couldn't buy his way. He couldn't bully his way to see Jesus. He couldn't bully his way because he wasn't a big man. He wouldn't be able to push the crowds back. Couldn't buy his way, couldn't bully his way, and nobody was going to help him. So what was he going to do? The Bible says he was determined, and that determination led him to run. He ran, in verse 4, on ahead, but not only did he run on ahead, the Bible says that he climbed up into a sycamore tree so that he could see Jesus. For he knew that Jesus was passing by. What was he willing to do? How far was he willing to go? He was willing to do whatever was necessary. He was willing to do whatever was necessary, he made seeing Jesus a priority. Whatever else, whatever else was going on, Zacchaeus determined that Jesus was passing by and Zacchaeus had to see for himself. Had to see for himself. There were a lot of people out there, clamoring 
clamoring around Jesus. There were a lot of people out there to see Jesus. There was Zacchaeus who found Jesus. He found Jesus because he was serious about looking. He was serious about looking. Whole lot of people in the crowd. Whole lot of people coming to see what's happening. Whole lot of people caught up in the excitement of the movement. Zacchaeus wasn't about the crowd. He wanted to see Jesus. And he was serious about it. He sought the Lord. And you know what the truth of the matter is, beloved? You ain't been paying attention to it, but Deion Sanders told you what it is. <laughs> Deion Sanders said, I ain't hard to find. Neither is Jesus. Jesus says, I ain't hard to find. I ain't hard to find. Isaiah 55 and verse 6, the Bible says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. God says, I ain't hard to find. And you know what happens when you seek the Lord, the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29? When you seek the Lord, you will find him if you seek him with your whole heart and with all your soul. Because he ain't hard to find. Those who would see Jesus would look for him. Those who would know Jesus would seek him. People claim to want to know the Lord. And yet at the same time are not willing to seek him. People, the question is often raised, what must I do to receive the blessings of salvation? Well, in order to receive the blessings of salvation, beloved, all you have to do is the same thing you do to receive the blessing of a job. Get up and look for one. Get up and look for one. Zacchaeus got up and he went looking for Jesus. Because Jesus is hard to find. But he got up, went looking. Did he have obstacles? Yes, he had obstacles. Did he have distractions? Yes, he had distractions. He was a man of small stature. But you know what? That didn't stop him. He was a man of a bad reputation. But you know what? That didn't stop him. He wanted to see Jesus. He wanted to get close to Jesus. He went to where Jesus was. He heard Jesus was in the area 
And that's where he went. He went to, Jesus, he went to where Jesus was. And those, beloved, those who want to get close to Jesus, you must go to where Jesus is. Where's Jesus? He's here. He's here, beloved. He's here. He's passing by. You want to see Jesus? You want to know Jesus? First of all, he's not on the movie screen. Okay? Just forget that. He's not on the movie screen. He's not starring in a television series. You want to know where Jesus is, beloved? You want to get close to Jesus, then you must do like Zacchaeus and go to where Jesus is. And you will discover Jesus ain't hard to find. Come to church. Because that is the place where he said he would do his building. He's there. He's constructing. He's building. He's working. You want to know where Jesus is? Come to church. And you know what? He ain't hard to find. Come to the Lord's table. Come to the Lord's table. And there you will find the Lord every Sunday, serving his people mercy, serving his people grace, serving his people up forgiveness. And there you'll look up and you'll discover he ain't hard to find. Come to his word this morning. Come to the word where you will hear Jesus saying things like, come unto me, all you labor, and I have you laden, and I will give you rest. Come and hear Jesus say, anyone who comes to me, I will in no way turn them away. Come and hear Jesus say, I ain't hard to find. You want to know him? Come. Seek him while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Because he is here. He is here. Come to where Jesus is. You'll find him. You'll find him. Because he ain't hard to find. And you know why? You know why the Lord isn't hard to find? For those who seek him. Because those who seek the Lord, you know what they discover? That Jesus was already seeking them. That's why it ain't hard to find. Because the moment you get serious about seeking the Lord, you will discover that the Lord has been seeking you. He knew you were coming. That's what the songwriter said. That's a song Zacchaeus teaches us this morning. I sought the Lord, and afterward I knew. He moved my soul to seek him seeking me. It was not I who found, O oh, Savior, true. No, I was found of thee. You seek the Lord, beloved, and you will discover that it has been the Lord seeking you all the time. That's how you'll find him. 
You'll find him. He'll make sure you find him. Because he's seeking you. The Lord is seeking you. That's what you learn from Zacchaeus. Not only do you need to seek the Lord, but you learn that the Lord is seeking you. In verse 5, the Bible says, when Jesus reached the spot, the spot where Zacchaeus was, the spot where Zacchaeus had been seeking him, the spot where Zacchaeus had went up the tree to see Jesus, the Bible says that when Jesus reached that spot, he stopped and he looked up and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down right now. I'm hanging out with you today. I'm hanging out with you today. Beloved, listen to me. Listen to me. There can be no greater joy than to know that the Lord is here. But then to also know that the Lord is here for you. The Lord has come for you this morning. He has come because you are here. He has come for you. And notice, notice, notice. Zacchaeus was there to see Jesus. Yes, that's important. But you know what's more important than that, beloved? That Jesus was there to see Zacchaeus. That's why he was there. Of all the people in the crowd, Jesus came to see Zacchaeus. He came to see Zacchaeus. How do we know this? How do we know that Jesus came to see Zacchaeus? Because he called him by name. He called him by name. Jesus knew his name, and he called it. He called him out in a crowd. He called his name out loud. This was precise. This was personal. This is personal. This was personal. I was, I was preaching in, Zac, uh, in um, Antigua one time on a uh, week-long revival. And uh, I got to Antigua, and we got off the plane. And we come into the airport, real little airport. And we had to go through customs. It seemed like they had everybody who had gotten off of every plane that day was in that customs line. I mean, that customs line was all the way outside the airport. And it was taken all day as we were making our way through that customs line. And suddenly, it came over the loudspeaker. It's Reverend Anthony Carter here. Could you please come to the front of the line? The director of customs was an elder at the church where I was preaching at. 
Somebody knew my name. I don't know about you, beloved. I don't know about you, how you would feel in the midst of a crowd that somebody would call your name and move you to the front of the line. Zacchaeus was moved to the front of the line because this was precise. This was personal because salvation always is. Always is. Always is. God called your name, beloved, and you moved to the front of the line. It's what he says in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1. Fear not, I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. That's what God does. Because it's personal. It's personal. Jesus calls by name in John chapter 10 and verse 3. The good shepherd calls his sheep by name, and they follow him. By name. By name. There are no accidental or incidental saints. Salvation is not a coincidence. Jesus was not, Jesus didn't just happen to be in your neighborhood. And so you just happened to get saved one day. No, beloved, your salvation was on purpose. He called your name. Just like he called Lazarus from the dead. Said, Lazarus, come forth. He calls you by name. Just like he called Abraham, just like he called Jacob, just like he called Moses, just like he called Peter, just like he called Martha, the Lord calls by name. And your salvation is on purpose. And that's why it's secure. Did you hear what I said? That's why it's secure. Because he didn't save you by accident. Saved you on purpose. He called you by name. People get married. And then soon after, when for some whatever reason, they don't want to be married anymore, Pastor Phil. You know one of the first things they say? Well, I, I think I married the wrong person. But, beloved, that's how the sinful, fickle human mind might work. But thank God that that's not how the eternal, sovereign, omniscient mind of God, it doesn't work that way. God doesn't say, oops, I called the wrong person. All of a sudden, you fall into sin and you fall into despair. And all of a sudden, Jesus said, oops, I saved the wrong person. No, beloved, this is precise. This is personal. This is on purpose. Because not only did he call his name, but he went to his house. He went to his house. Zacchaeus, come down immediately, he says. I must stay at your house today. The Lord doesn't just seek you and call you, beloved, but he comes to stay. He comes to stay. The promise of God to his people, the great promise, 
is that I am with you. I am with you. When you're down and alone, God says, I am with you. When the odds are not in your favor, God says, I am with you. Jesus doesn't just call his sheep. He's with the sheep. He's with the sheep. In John 14, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my Father will love him. We will come to him and make our home with him. That's what Jesus does. He doesn't just save. He comes and he abides. He abides. He stays. He walks. He communes. He sups. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20, Behold, the Lord says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. That's what Jesus does. He comes, he saves, and he sups. He sups with his people. He abides with his people. He becomes their guest. He becomes their guest. You know what they accuse Jesus of? They accuse Jesus of being the guest of sinners. Well, who else would he be a guest of, beloved? Who else could he possibly be the guest of or be the guest of sinners? And the good news is that Jesus is the best guest a sinner could ever have. The best guest a sinner could ever have. You know what they also accuse Jesus of? They accuse Jesus of being a friend of sinners. He's a guest of sinners. He's a friend of sinners. But he is the best friend a sinner could ever have. Zacchaeus was a sinner. Jesus was his guest. And not only did Zacchaeus find a guest that day, but he also found a friend, a friend, a friend. Zacchaeus was a sinner. And you know what, beloved? Every sinner needs a friend. And there is no friend like Jesus, no, not one. Did ever a saint find this friend forsake him? No, not one. Or sinner find that he would not take him? No, not one. You know what Zacchaeus' name means? It means pure and innocent. Pure and innocent. His parents named him pure and innocent. They had high hopes for the boy. They looked at that little baby laying there, and they had the highest hopes of all. How pure, how innocent has to be Zacchaeus. My parents had high hopes for me. You know what my name means? Priceless one. <laughs> Anthony means priceless one. They missed the mark too. No worries, no worries, beloved. Jesus didn't go to Jericho looking for the pure and innocent. No, he didn't go to Jericho looking for the pure and innocent. He went to Jericho seeking and saved the lost. 
He calls Zacchaeus' name not because Zacchaeus was pure and innocent. He calls Zacchaeus' name because Zacchaeus was sinner and he was lost. And Jesus is the best friend a sinner or a lost person ever had. He did not come to serve the righteous or to sup with the holy. He came to call sinners to repentance. He came to save the lost. He came, the Bible says in John 15 and 13, to lay down his life for his friends. And who are his friends? His friends are the lost. His friends are the unrighteous. His friends are sinners who desire to be saved. You know what Zacchaeus would sing? In vacation Bible school, I've found a friend. Oh, such a friend. He bled and died to save me. And not alone the gift of life, but his own life he gave me. That's what he found. He found that he who seeks the Lord finds that the Lord has already been seeking him. And you know what happens with those whom Jesus seeks? He finds them and they get saved. That kid sought the Lord, soon discovered that the Lord had already come seeking him. And all those whom the Lord seeks, he saves. Well, Jesus didn't just go to Zacchaeus' house. The Bible says that he also brought salvation with him. But Jesus said unto him in verse 9, Today, today, Zacchaeus, today salvation has come to this house. You know, I've done it in this message, and it is fun. We, are com we commonly do it. We speak of salvation in terms of finding the Lord, don't we? He found Jesus. She found religion. And I get it. I understand the nomenclature. I, I know why we speak in those terms. But the reality is this, beloved. Jesus wasn't lost. Zacchaeus didn't find Jesus. It is Jesus who was there seeking, the Bible says, seeking to save the lost. That's why he came into the world, to seek and save the lost. And in seeking and saving the lost, he brings the lost into a new life. Changed. Changed. That's what I am changed. Nobody, nobody who seriously seeks the Lord and therefore is sought by the Lord and is saved goes unchanged. What is salvation? Change? That's what it is. It's change. We are not told how long Zacchaeus and Jesus met in his house. We don't know how long Jesus stayed with Zacchaeus. We are not told the nature of the conversation 
that transpired between Jesus and Zacchaeus in Zacchaeus' house. All we know is that after spending time with Jesus, Zacchaeus was different. Something changed. Something moved on the inside. Something changed. Zacchaeus was changed. Like Ebenezer Scrooge woke up on Christmas morning. Changed. Except, beloved, this wasn't a dream. This was Jesus. Zacchaeus went into that, up into that tree, one man. He came out of that house a different man. Changed. Changed. This is what the grace and the mercy of God does, beloved. It changes you. It changes things. Changes things. Changes where and how you spend your money. Changes things. Changes how and where you spend your time. Changes things. Changes with whom you spend your time. Changes things. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 38, uh, verse 28, when the grace of God comes, let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let the thief steal no more, but now let him give. Let the liar lie no more, but now let him speak the truth in Christ. Let the hater hate no more, but now let him walk in love. Let the boastful boast no more in themselves, but now let them boast in the Lord. This is the change. This is the change that comes over those who are in Christ. Zacchaeus was different. He was still rich, but he was different. He was still rich. But now he would no longer boast in his riches. This is what the difference, this is the difference in being a disciple of Christ. Listen, beloved, becoming a disciple of Christ does not mean if you're rich, now you have to become poor. Becoming a disciple of Christ doesn't mean now if you're successful, now you have to be unsuccessful. Being, becoming a disciple of Christ doesn't mean if you're wise, now all of a sudden you have to become a fool. No, being a disciple means that your trust and boast is no longer in those things, but now you trust and boast in the Lord. So Jeremiah said, Jeremiah 9, in verse 23 and 24, Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and he knows the Lord. When Zacchaeus walked out of that house, his boast was in Jesus. That was the difference that Jesus made. No more boasting in your riches. Now my boast is in Jesus. How do you know? Because I'm given. The thief will no longer steal, but now he's going to give. 
The boastful will no longer boast in themselves, but now they're going to boast of Jesus. The hater will no longer hate, but now they're going to walk in love. That is the difference that knowing Jesus makes. Before I want to stop and tell you all about me. But now, I want you to stop and let me tell you of the Christ who died for me. I want to stop so I can tell you about the Jesus who set me free. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. And a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree. For the Lord, he wanted to see. And when he climbed up in that tree, he climbed up one man. He came down a different one. Because of Jesus. And now his trust is in the Lord. And in the Lord alone. You want to see Jesus this morning? Are you seeking the Lord? Beloved, the Lord is here. And he is seeking you. And he ain't hard to find. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you for the testimony of Zacchaeus, for the testimony of all those vacation Bible school workers, those wee little ladies who pray and give their time so that children might know you. We thank you for all that you do in ways seen and unseen, for your wonderful, marvelous hand making a difference in the lives of your people. Thank you for seeking us this morning and giving us hearts and minds to seek you we place our trust in you this morning because you have caused us to see Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray.